Welcome to House of Decline. This is a very special episode. I'm your host, Stephen, and as always, we have Alex with us. Hi! And just before we get started, I want to remind everyone to go to patreon.com slash houseofdecline and check out uh, what we offer there. We got a lot of cool stuff, but I want to get right in with no delay because we have an extremely special guest that I'm excited about coming all the way from UK via video link. Of course, we have the one and only Jim E. Brown in the studio. Woo! Oh, Jimmy hello. Brown. I am Jimmy Brown. I'm here. All right. It's great. Uh, do you have any, do you, have you heard our show before? Do you know anything about our show, Jimmy Brown? Um, I seen your Twitter with the doodles and the, you know, some of the humor to it, but I haven't heard the mute, the, the old, uh, the show. Well, it's, you're in for a rip roaring time. Cause we ask a lot of questions. And, you know, we do a lot of quips, we do a lot right. of banter, and, right. you know, you're a guy who's known for that. Right, yeah. Yeah, we're, you're, you're, I think, most well-known in the United States for the banter uh, that yeah. you do at the shows. Right. Um, like, I, I watch some live performances, it's amazing. Um, I think everyone, I think we're going to link to them in the description, so go check those links for, for YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you just um, finished your first American tour, is that, is that correct? Right, uh, five shows in Philadelphia, all of them in Philly, uh, over the course of about six months. And it was, uh, it was banging. Uh, you know, like, you was talking about the banter, but really it's all the same. I say the same thing every time. I have no ability to improvise or really think thoughts. It's very... Uh, coordinated and uh structured and you know it goes through quite a, a an editing process with mm. you know i hire people on websites like fiverr to kind of write my stuff and if i right, right. like it i use it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely is there any reason why you chose uh philly to do it for five times in a row well have you read me autobiography uh i i have uh, not your full autobiography i uh, is that available somewhere it's on Amazon Co UK. It's called All Brown right. on Brown. I'll send you a copy. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, we haven't read that. Uh, we just, I just know the the short bio from your Bandcamp. Um, right, which just explains my birthday is the day before September eleventh, September tenth. Right. Yeah, a big day in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Right. Well. It's, it's a big day yeah, everywhere, isn't it? Right, you know, everyone everyone gets ready to remember, <laughs> you, know, you know. Kind of. I didn't yeah. Know. Have, I have, I was... have you not had September 10th celebrations? Get ready to remember, they say? <laughs> Just my birthday. That's really yeah. it. Okay, in the UK, you probably do the train attacks. The train attacks are the holiday that you celebrate. Yeah. Right. We yeah. had an episode where we were acting like we did on September 12th, 2001, and... um. Mostly it was just like saying like you're a Jew and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because right. you know, that's what we were like in 2001 yeah. uh, when we were 11. Yeah, we South Park really warped our minds. Did you ever? Did you get South Park there in the UK, Jim? Oh, South Park. So with the little children being foul. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. I find it a bit in poor taste, isn't it? All yeah. the feces and vomit. It's. It's not necessary, is it? No, no. Do you, do you think it was necessary? Because a lot of people have said the South Parkification of culture has has warped our minds. Do you think South Park has warped the minds of a generation? I don't know if I'm honest because I've never really seen the full show. I've kind of seen little bits and squiggles of you know puke and and feces, like I said. Right, right. And then these children saying nasties and stuff, and that's about it. But if I'm honest, it seems quite real to reality. I think I don't I, I, I don't think that they've influenced much. I think they took their influence from what's going on around them. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've returned to the UK now. Is that correct? No, I'm in no. Phil- oh, Philadelphia. You're still in Philadelphia. You, beautiful. I thought Philly. we're still oh, I thought you had returned because um, aren't you you're due soon to go on top of the pops. I believe that's coming up. 
that would be nice and I'd appreciate the sentiment, but no, stuck here, no money, writing blog posts about sex dolls, prostate massages and uh, male vibrators, just... What's a male boring. vibrator? A male vibrator, yeah. I learned all about it, right? This blog post for a bloke called Fabio. He hired <laughs> me on a website called Upwork. He paid me uh, one P a word. So I write a whole blog post to 2,500 words. I might make, you know, 25 pound or so. Mm -hmm. uh, but a male vibrator could be many things. It could be something you put on your glands or on your... Yeah, on yeah. your um, testicles or on your shaft. Um, if if you're getting fucked in the ass, your partner could kind of vibrate your testicles or your penis as he fucks you so he doesn't have to coordinate and stroke simultaneously. Um, it could also be a simple egg that you stick up your anus. Uh, right, right. Okay, but hmm. what about it makes it male? Is it just that it's marketed towards men? Because that just sounds like a regular vibrator. Uh, I, some of them have a little thing hold the shaft and kind of wiggles about like this. Oh, Are we talking okay. like so it's like a quail egg or a chicken egg? Oh, uh, a chicken egg, really? Chicken egg. The tenga yeah. egg. The tenga egg, a famous, a famous sexual implement, you know. And it's the the Japanese designed it, so you know it's cute. Yeah. It's a really, yeah. And actually, that's not even a vibrator. I think that's just a fuckable egg. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can fuck that egg. Yeah, you can you can wrap it around your your penis there, you know, because that that's like cutting out the middleman. Because you know the sperm's getting to the egg anyway, so egg egg uh, egg fleshlight. You know that's what you want. Have you ever used a tenga egg? I I haven't used it. I've always been curious because it 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 uh, it seems like okay. Do you remember? Those things that you would get in dollar stores and they were sort of wiggly and you would slosh them around. And like as a kid, like I stopped buying those after age eight. Uh, but, you know, thank God, because I would have definitely used them to masturbate with, you know. I used an Xbox controller once. To masturbate? Yeah, because it vibrated. So right, I was playing Halo yeah. and I, and you know, the Warthog in Halo? Yeah. It's the car. I, the I made again. it so the car was like half on, half off the ground, and the controller would just vibrate constantly. So I just right. stuck that on my sack and had a great time. Did this you was ever, did right you around September it? 11th, actually. This is funny. Did you ever stick it in your sphincter and try to reach your prostate, a walnut-sized gland? Yeah, no. yeah. No, I didn't get that far. Because with, with the, well, the original controller. Xbox controller. Yeah. Right. Then game controllers do have that contour that would be maybe ergonomic for reaching the prostate. You're right. The P-spot, as they yeah. call it. Huh. Or G-spot. So, oh, P-spot, yeah. Right. The P-spot, you know. It, 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 yeah, a variation on the familiar term. Uh, what... So you're doing, you're doing a lot of Upwork. You're doing a lot of sexual blog posts. Is that uh, your day job? Uh, yeah. I make about 25 pound a day. Living on a budget, as they say. Hmm. Yeah, in in funky in where in where in Philly are you at? I can't I can't really reveal that, can I? Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. That would, we don't want to dox just, you here. The fans would just descend upon you. Yeah, I mean, like it'd be like hard days night. Is it? Right. Is it? Are you embarrassed at all by like the lunacy that you cause your fans to just scream and throw their bras and their jock straps at you? Yeah. It's all in the name of fun. Everyone's just having a good time, you know. Like yeah. recently, one thing we've been doing in the program is do a cover of one of my favorite love songs, "Loving You" by Minnie Ripperton. You know, beautiful. It. Written written about Maya Rudolph, the infant Maya Rudolph. Right. And uh, you know, we do that. We let the crowd participate a bit, so everyone's a part of it. We do, you know, la 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 <laughs> la 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 la. la, la and then your turn ah! yeah yeah all <laughs> yeah, right she hits that she hits that high note which was so also a plot point in south park at one point oh really yeah i think jimmy brown and south park you know have a lot in common like because uh, you have a lot of mothers condemning you right uh condemn condemnation i uh, uh, 
It's conflicted. If you buy my autobiography, you'll learn a bit more about my mum yeah. and her relationship with Mr. Smothfeld. I have a, yeah. a whole discography of songs about my relationship with my mother that have not been released yet. Wow. Oh my Is that going to come up, come out soon? Um, no. no, no never. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Could you give us a sample? Do you have anything off the top of your head in, the, in this well, hidden album I, about your mother? I got one piece... That uh, maybe I'll put it on the next record. It's called Mother's Mouth. It goes, Mother's Mouth, Mother's Mouth. All the things that go in and out her mouth. Mother's Mouth has sucked on daddy's dick. And probably other ones before I was a kid. Mother's mouth is the window to a soul. It screamed aloud the day that I came out her hole. Something like that. A beautiful, wow. beautiful, gripping. And so fitting for today uh, being Mother's Day. In the United States, yeah. yeah. Is it different oh, what is it in the UK? Yeah, it's, a different day. Uh, it's a different day, yeah. I'll look it up on this computer. It's, is it a uh, bank holiday? Uh, yeah, Sunday, March nineteenth, twenty twenty-three was Mother's Day. Oh my! Hmm. Oh my! That's uh, that's a very. I feel like you don't want Mother's Day right at uh, right in the at the end of winter there. Hmm. Well, every day is Mother's Day to me. I don't differentiate really, do I? You're right. You're that's right. Sweet. What did you fellows do for Mother's Day? Uh, well. Uh, I have seven mothers, and I I had to get each of them a card, you know, and I have to personalize it, and I have to, you know, draw upon our past, and so you know, remember that time we went to when we went to Sean World. Sean World is a local uh, amusement park in Canada. It's Sean themed. Are you not Canadian? not the sheep, but not like the fame, but just about guys named Sean. It's a, it's a theme park about guys named Sean. And Are so, you, you know, I am Canadian, you know, I'm a Commonwealth. I'm a Commonwealth. Fellow. From which province do you hail? <clears throat> uh, from from the great from the great, beautiful province of Ontario. Oh. Yours to discover. Yours I to really discover. aim to get to Nunavut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you know about Nunavut? Uh, I just have read so much about Iqaluit and what a lovely town it is. I got fresh, fresh, cold, dead seal. You can eat the uh, the blubber. You can eat the liver from the raw, and uh, yeah, I think the dining is probably good. You know, the temperature is just up my alley. I don't really. It's right up my street. I just don't really care for the warm, the warm weather of the uh, whatever hemisphere we're in. I prefer yeah, that yeah. Arctic kind of temper temperature. Yeah, yeah, that I believe that's uh, you're talking about the top hemisphere uh, of the four hemispheres on Earth. You're talking uh, about the top yeah, hemisphere. There's top and bottom. What are the other two? Uh, the other two are gay and straight. Mid, uh, gay and straight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're 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 in the gay hemisphere right now. Mm. We're in the gay hemisphere. That's where Philly is. You know, the gayest <laughs> hemisphere around. Oh, really? How do you yeah, how did you so find Philly? How did you find? Right? Yeah. Well, if you check out my book, uh, like I said, uh, I'm a big fan of something you can't get in the UK. It's called uh, canned bread. We'd right. call it tinned bread in the UK, but they call it canned bread in the US. Right, yeah. It's only one factory in the whole United States that makes it, and it's in somewhere in New England. So I come over to check out the bread factory, and while I was checking it out, uh, this uh, novel virus started spreading around the globe, and then they shut everything down. Mm. I said, well, might as well stay here, fuck off here a bit, because mum and Smallfeld were kind of inhabiting her flat in a kind of uncomfortable kind of way, you mm. know? So I just mm. said, you know, fuck it. I, I saw from one of your videos that you did get a Moderna injection, but then you had got a complete blood transfusion to get right. rid of it. Yeah. Well, I know you guys are on Twitter a lot, and I am too, and I read a lot about these vaccines on Twitter, and I did, I did get the vaccine because I do suffer from various degenerative conditions and alcoholism, and doctors did recommend it, but I think they're all paid off, and uh, I got a blood transfusion to have the vaccine removed. 
uh, but I retained my vaccine card so I could still enter pubs and restaurants. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to do what you do uh, to live in this modern society. Right. You know, that's Moderna, modern, you know, there's 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 a link there. I think that's obvious to anybody that listens to the song. Right. Yeah. Speaking of songs, maybe we can listen to one of your songs and uh, talk about it a little bit. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. Um, I really like uh, the song called I Don't Want a Boneless Woman. And hopefully we can find out why from you after we listen to it. Uh, But I'm going to put it on right now. chicken thigh she got to have bones on the inside you don't want her to be skinless and she'd be just flesh a woman with skin that's the best I think that's just a really good statement on love. Um, yeah. What inspired, inspired you to write that song? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, lots of the chicken shacks here in the U.S. have these chicken fingers, boneless chicken. <laughs> really, I do prefer the bones uh, of chicken. And I thought, you know, same is really true of humans, isn't it? If you want to be with a person, you wouldn't want a bubbling ball of flesh, right? You'd want yeah, yeah. The structure there. Same with these sex dolls I've been writing about. You want the steel skeleton underneath so you can pose them in any position you want, you know? It would be disgusting if they were just a flopping... Yeah, if they were flopping around like right. uh, like some, like Clayface, like the right. Batman villain Clayface. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. Precisely. Uh, now, my addendum to that is that in addition to loving eating chicken with bones, I do chew on the bones after I finish my chicken. But right. I've recently discovered that there is danger in that because uh, shards of uh, a bone can come out in your fecal matter, which did happen to me. I felt a sharp pain in my sphincter. Right, yeah. And uh, blood, bloodied toilet paper mixed with fecal matter. And uh, I found a, a triangular bone which had made its way through triangular bone right. it's fragment. A, it's a really bad fragment. You wouldn't want a crescent fragment. You right. wouldn't want uh, you wouldn't want uh, a stiletto fragment. You know, there's a lot of bone fragments that can get at you. Right. So I did make a song about that for my next album. Okay. It's called Don't Chew on Chicken Bones. They can come out in your faces. Yeah. Mm. And you spell it, you spell it, uh, F-A-E-C-E-S, <laughs> Faces. Yeah, of course. Of course. The proper, the proper spelling. Um, I, I, so a lyric in, a lyric in Boneless Girls, you talk about, uh, a plate of fish without the chips. Is oh. that something that, that strikes terror into you? Not to me specifically, but I could see my fellow countrymen being shocked and astounded, you know, by by one being absent from the other, really. Right. If there was, like, just a plate of, of deep-fried halibut, 
people right. people would be wondering where are the chips you know this is this is barren right you know not unlike a boneless wound but as right. as a sex blogger too you know that a lot of people are into slime people they like they like people that are boneless women i you don't know. know about that tell me about it there uh just uh, it's a common fetish where uh people are really attracted to the idea of something that's shaped like a woman or a man depending on their sexual preference and uh but it's it's just completely goo you know i think it's something that also venom the the movie character Venom makes us think. Talk about there's a boneless woman in that movie played by Michelle Williams, and everyone wanted wanted her to goop on them. So what do you think of these goop characters? You know, would you want them? Well, it sounds precisely the opposite of what I wrote about. But I'm very open minded, so I don't <laughs> stand by anything I've ever said. So yeah, I try it. <laughs> okay, so you, I do want a boneless woman. You you uh, do want a boneless woman. It's just a song, right? It's not really yeah, right. It's not about your. Are you you're so you wouldn't consider yourself like a Woody Guthrie type, like a this machine kills fascists type. Uh, like a politics person. Yeah, are you a, are you a politics person? Uh, no, not really. I don't really know much, do I? I just know the COVID vaccine is poison. I got a blood transfusion. My politics begins there and ends there. Right. That's, that's all you, that's, that's really the primary thing you got to care about is your, is your goo, you know, right. is your bones, you know. Yeah. A lot of British pop stars have a reputation for bringing along a new hairstyle when they come to America. Is there like a new hairstyle that you have in mind? You know, I don't know, really. I just, uh, I'm always fantasizing about getting chemotherapy and just kind of getting it all, you know. Yeah. Plop, plopped yeah, off. Absolutely. And little patches. And you you lose your eyebrows too. Yeah. Could be yeah. nice. It it is. Is. It's Barrett. just another thing to worry about, isn't it? It just kind of gets in the way of your eyes and uh, smells bad. So it's just fuck it, get get rid of it. Would you consider like why haven't you shaved your head yet? Is uh, sentimentality or? It's just the social stigma really behind baldness is, uh, yeah. you know, I walk down the street even myself. I see a bald person and I say, how did that poor bloke become so ugly? <laughs> how did that happen? So I need to just really society and me need to. Uh, you know, erase this kind of bias so that I can live in a more free way. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can I think we can all agree that there's like uh, there's a lot of prejudice against the bald bald community. Right. Uh, and something that we have to fix in our own hearts. Right. Uh, do you do you have any? So I've noticed that your music is sound, is very synth heavy. Do you right. have any synth synth inspirations as we call them here? Well. I, I call, you know, uh, I, uh, I laid it out actually for some friends recently who have a little radio show. No one listens to it, kind of like your program here. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, the three primary things are Kraftwerk, Fish, and, uh, Coldplay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, I'm writing those down because in com, I've never heard those in combination before, but they're making a lot of sense. Uh, so let's tackle them one by one. So Kraftwerk, right. you love Kraftwerk. Old German guys kind of write funny songs about like, oh, the guy's riding his bike down the street. That wasn't the exact words they used, but it was something like bicycling down the, the way, you know? Yeah. Or like they had a song, the robot man, the robot man. Yeah. That they wasn't the right. exact words, but that was kind of the essence of it. Yeah, Aren't you they worried were. that if you... Tell people that you listen to Kraftwerk, they'll think you're some kind of sexual freak. Why is that? Well, the Germans just have this reputation, I think everyone knows about, about, you know, being yeah, the Jerry's. scat fetishists into right. their poop. They like their poop. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not close-minded about that, am I? Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. The Germans That's good. also have a reputation for kind of murdering Jews in mass. Yeah, right? yeah, they're they're Nazis. You know, well, the first one thing point I think of is the, is the poo. Um, yeah, that's what comes to my mind. Well, I don't know because Kraftwerk kind of came in the middle, didn't it? Because right, first yeah. there was World War Two and the massacres of all the people, yeah. fascism, right? And then Kraftwerk yeah, come along, and then I think maybe some of the poopy stuff come. The so I don't know which, yeah. I don't know which side of the historical equation they're really more <laughs> associated with. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to think that Kraftwerk is more associated with the scat fetishists than with the Nazis. Right. You know, because the Nazis, scat fetishists get a little dirty. The Nazis, they got really dirty. You know, right. they got really, those were some dirty guys. But dirty with the boys. cleanliness and the outfits, I could really see that being kind of more of a Nazi kind of thing. Right? Yeah, sort of thing. yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. And, you know, the the highly regimented nature of the music as well. Right. You know? It's like bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And when I think about it, robots don't shit, you know? The, the right. man machine doesn't poop, you know? So mm. what does that say? What does that say about which side of the cultural history they're on? But it could be a kind of Machiavellian attempt to distance themselves from being associated with the. Oh, those guys could never be into that. They would do robot stuff. They're not into right, people. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. No German would think. Oh, robots. You know, I automatically associate that with Scheiser, You know. Uh, so uh, yeah, they're they're doing the double bluff there. So which makes them makes me respect them even more, frankly. They're very cunning. You know. Very cunning and crafty. Yes. The Germans, that is. The Germans, yes. Which, you know, it kind of makes sense why they would take that stereotype and then place it upon the Jews when it's mm -hmm. really describing their own flaws. Yes. Uh, the lady doth protest too much mm -hmm. by your countryman, Bill Shakespeare, Jimmy Brown. Uh, do you have any opinions on Bill Shakespeare? Uh, I haven't read much... Of his work, uh, to be honest, but I do fancy myself a poet, so right. eventually I'll get round to it. I do fear reading other poets may corrupt the purity of my work, so tend to stick, stay away. Uh, but you will engage with the poetry of Chris Martin. Uh, the bloke from Coldplay. The bloke from Coldplay, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I listen to his music, yeah, and it's it's beautiful, yeah. It, uh, what what song particularly resonates with you? I used to rule the world. That one. Right. Yeah. He he did used to rule the world. Is that is that Viva La Vida? I don't know. I don't know Coldplay that much. I think it is called that, and I really do respect that. I, maybe I will incorporate that into some of my future work. The idea of putting the lyrics to be something like "I used to rule the world," but then have the title be "Viva Viva uh, Vida Living Vida Loca." Right. Right. So I have yeah. a different title. In the song to what you're singing in the words, trip people up a bit. Yeah, exactly. People mm. won't. They'll be they'll be waiting for the whole song for the title to drop. Right. Just doesn't come. You know. Is he and, referring to the history of the British Empire in that song? You I know? think I I don't know. Places I don't know like India and Bangladesh, yeah. where Great Britain ruled. Right. Imperialism. Right. Yeah. Colonialism. Yeah. Uh, or I think, uh, as they called it, Coldplay onlyism. <laughs> yeah, that's very astute. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Coldplay alone, alone. Coldplay onlyism. Okay. Coldplay onlyism is okay. is what it's the academic that uh, might be, name be for. A good it. title for the episode. <laughs> Coldplay onlyism. I think I think so. <laughs> Uh, you know, there was they practiced it in India. You know, lights will guide, and that song is about the partition of India and Pakistan. Yeah, and I I feel so yellow is like when Winston Churchill starved everyone in Bangladesh. Yeah, exactly. That's, they were they all felt yeah, yeah yellow. They got jaundiced. You know, mm -hmm. it was all yellow. Uh, and, you know, I think you hit upon that subtext in your songs, uh, Jim, the the horror of the British Isles, you know. How so? Uh, you know, just uh, in your own life as, you know, uh, and uh, lamenting your own alcoholism. You know, oh I feel that's like a common subject for for mm. the British Islanders. You know, I noticed it particularly in the next track I want to play, which I thought was a really poignant um critique of colonialism mm. which is the track i can't be your daddy baby and i thought maybe i the the subject you are england and you can't be the dad of the rest of the world anymore so uh if it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put that one on just the first you know few bars because 
it really is one of my favorite tracks on the album. This is I Can't Be Your Daddy Baby. Yeah, let's hit it. like that track yeah yeah oh, thank you. i think you know we're all we're all you know we all uh frame objects and the world that surrounds us in in the eyes of our daddies yeah. uh jim what's your relationship with your daddy like oh my daddy was a male model huh. and uh the only problem was he suffered from uh Pus-filled sores covering his face. So oh, no. it was a bit contradictory to his uh, kind of profession, but he was a beautiful man. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, it's a long story, but basically he was a male model, beautiful bloke, and uh, he got pus-filled sores on his face when he took Ambien, which he didn't mm. much take. But I... I spiked his, uh, you know, morning coffee with Ambien a few times just to get him off to bed so I could get off on my booze and beer and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of uh, provoked oh, uh, some pus-filled sores and, uh, you know, it led to his death, really. That's no good. So that, that's like a reaction that can happen to Ambien. And so uh, the bubbles on your face and then the pus starts, you know, spilling out. And, I believe uh, that's what happened to Chris Cornell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why lots he killed himself. Lots of rock himself. musicians, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lots of rock musicians on Ambien are, are going the way of the dodo. You know? But yeah. when a rock musician dies, it kind of just opens it up for a new one to take his place, yeah. you know? Right. So, silver linings. Sad about, right. And there's always a line of guys with long hair ready to just rock out. So exactly, there's no yeah. shortage. <laughs> Taylor Hawkins is a bit, was a, you know, irreplaceable, but... He can be replaced. Yeah, exactly. We can all we can all be replaced. Uh, as speaking of uh, speaking of uh, people who are irreplaceable, though people who are truly irreplaceable, you said that your third biggest influence was Fish. 
Right. P-H-I-S-H, not yes. like the animal that you eat and yeah. grind up into tuna butter. Into paste, yeah, That's into tuna butter. very cool because in our Discord, which anyone can join, uh, Dr. Dan posts fish updates every time there's a fish show in our music channel. So if you join our Discord, Dr. Dan will give you a fish update. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like about fish? It's kind of like how they just keep going and going and you can just kind of fuck off. You don't really have to like it or pay attention. You can just kind of... Yeah, it's like a, it's like a baseball walk away. Game. When you come back, it's still kind of going, you know? Yeah, like a sports bar or a sports right. pub, as you call them. Right. And I, I, I've been a big uh, fish fan my whole life. They're not very popular in the United Kingdom, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, they don't come there often, but it's just a beautiful community and culture they have there, you know, and uh, they do lots of... Uh, psychedelic drugs and all that and i'm not really keen on that i'm more of a drinker but uh you know just the page mcconnell when he's doodling on his uh boxes and keyboards and you know it's lovely page side raid side you know that's what i lost i lost my virginity while listening to uh, fish uh with darlene Oh, Darlene is uh, Dar- uh, she uh, does she come up a lot in your works? I know your first album, Love Songs, you know, right. uh, probably references her a lot. I do, yeah. And uh, the first time I had penetrative sex with a, w- another person, there was fish playing in the background. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was the song Wolfman's Brother. Uh, you, I, it's burned into your memory. Everyone remembers their first time. Yeah. Yeah, my first time was after the Lego movie. <laughs> after, not during. Uh, no, it wasn't. We No, no, we weren't sucking each other's dicks during Lego movie, but it uh, got us so fucking hyped up. Got us so goddamn hyped up, you know. We were like, well, we're doing this now. We're doing this now. Uh, yeah. it, a lot of energy. A lot of in energy the theater, in the movie. In the theater. No, no, no. I, I wish we were doing public sex. You know, I do that now. I have public sex. You know, you go to a screening of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You're sucking dicks, you know, like two, three times because it's, uh-huh. uh, you know, they're long movies. That's what's good about the Batman. You have three hours, so you can suck you can suck like five dicks during the Batman movie. Right. Uh, mm. And, you know, Robert Pattinson, very beautiful. And and they have very beautiful people in that movie. Like, uh, uh, you know, even if you're gay, Zoe Kravitz in that movie. Oh, my God. Right. You know, she's beautiful lady. Gets my gay energy up in the way. That, that's the great thing about being gay. Is sometimes when you see a beautiful woman, you get gayer. Mm. Yeah. Right. Or when you see a movie like The Batman. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of gay subtext in that. Do you, do you feel there's any, like, queer queer subtext to your art, Jim? Wouldn't know, really. I'm not opposed to sucking on a few dicks once in a while or, you know. Um, or as you call them over there, fags. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Did I have that wrong? I thought you called dicks fags in England. Cigarettes. Oh, oh, okay. I've made a made a terrible yeah, mistake. You, I'm you've sorry. You've been using that wrong for been, a while now. I've been calling everyone's penises fags. For the longest time. You've got the biggest fag. you got the biggest fag in the world. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, well, you didn't ask me about my first sexual experience, which... Uh, do you remember the anthrax scare happened right after 9-11? Yeah. It was during that. And I never told anyone about it because it was the guy who was sending the anthrax. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to rat him out, especially because yeah. you know, he was Well, I was guy. 12. He was 40. And... Um, he told me gap. if I told anyone, he would send me anthrax. So I <laughs> had to keep it quiet. Uh, that that's, that's a pretty bad way to lose your virginity, I got to say. Yeah, and I think, uh, do you remember uh, Matchbox 20? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were listening to that song. I think it's called 2 a.m. Is it, is it 2 a.m. or 3 a.m.? I think it's 3 a.m. 3 a.m.? It's in the a.m. Right. And it was right around that time that he took me out of the bag, you know, right, the, yeah, the burlap yeah. sack. It it it, uh, it it matched up to the song like in a it, like in a prestige TV show. <laughs> I love it when they do that. I love it so, when they do it, when the lyrics of the song are what's happening on the screen. Oh it's so God. good. Like yeah. 
Jim, would you ever consider would you ever consider leasing your music out to a prestige TV show for use? Anyone like can use it. Very cheap prices too. Mm. Very cheap. Uh, if you could be on any television show or have anyone direct you, who would it be? Well, that's a pretty difficult question, but it does. Uh, you know. I was very uh, impressed with the uh, new run of uh, Sex in the City. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, the new yeah. run. It's called And Just Like That. And Just Like That. Yeah, I saw right. it. It's uh, powerful, powerful stuff. The original Sex in the City was a bit, you know, it was had a South Park kind of energy, lots yeah, of very South words Park. and sex. Yeah, yeah. The new lots one I really quite preferred. It was very touching, heartwarming, not as much sex, not as much grotesque yeah. humor. It was uh, a lot of the city. Lots of the city, I guess. Lovely, yeah. Lots of city. It was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, and these I, girls, I mean, they age so gracefully. They just look absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you moved by Miranda's uh, queer discovery of herself? Oh, yeah. I thought that was nice. And I really like um, um, her, I really like, uh, her partner. Uh, yeah. Her non-binary partner, Ty. I think Ty... No, not their Ty. Name? Yeah. Uh, oh, Steve? No, no. Uh, uh, I want to say Jay, but it's not Jay. No, I don't know. I don't remember Jay, that part. Jay, Jay, Jay. Jay, that's the way. Jay. Why did I think it was Ty? Right. Yeah, Jay was a comedian, a queer comedian, a real yeah. funny one. She was and very I was funny. just cracking up watching that show. <laughs> I was just bananas. I was... <laughs> Cracking she, she had uh, they had really powerful really powerful stand-up comedy in that show about how yeah. you should love yourself you know right it was very it was like a it's another nice uh non-binary comedian i'm really big on hannah gadsby hannah gadsby yeah, absolutely nanette yeah so that really gets my goat that nanette i watch that on a loop kind of to get to sleep every night and i absolutely you know, so if you were to look in my disc changer, I got Nanette, I got Fish, I got uh, Coldplay and Kraftwerk, and that's I th- yeah, yeah. Well, there's a very Nanette quality to Jimmy Brown, you right? Know? Big uh, fat, if, big fat guy, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and but also, you know, you hit him with the you you hit him up front with the comedy. You hit him up front with oh, we're we're just having a good time here, right? And then you pull out the rug from under him. Look, something terrible happened to me. Right. And now you're laughing, and now you're you're jerks for it, and right. I think that's that's good. Yeah, I, I yeah, I love it. That's sort of the structure. I mean, you talk a lot about uh, the tragedy in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Being an obese alcoholic, being it's an obese alcoholic. Theme. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, do you do you have uh, when did you first start drinking? Well, you know, I'm 19 years old. Maybe yeah. the listening audience can't see me, but many people think I look a bit older than I than I am Mm -hmm. so I was able to really buy alcohol at a very early age without anyone questioning my age or identity so I've been drinking since I was about five. Oh wow yeah. Belhaven Scottish Stout jug of wine behind the Tesco. Uh, That's where you do it you know don't go to the Sainsbury's they say. Right right. Uh, do you have do you have any uh, do you like little chefs as well? What are your favorite UK things? You know, uh, I don't know that it's a UK thing, but it's one of my favorite things that you can yeah. get in UK. But you could get it here too, which is vodka sure. Red Bull, just a bit of, 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 of a Red Bull mixed with vodka. And uh, my favorite pub in the entire uh, world is Yield Cock in Didsbury, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and they have an absolutely banging. Uh, vodka Red Bull. So if you're ever in Didsbury, mm-hmm. go for that vodka Red Bull because it's absolutely incredible. Have you? So you you've been around England. You're at least around the Manchester area. Um, you know, a little bit. You know, but mostly you stayed. Like, how many years of your life were you just in Manchester proper? Well, about eighteen, nineteen years. Yeah, and you never you never really left Manchester. Not really. I mean, I've been to the Weatherspoons in Stockton on Tees. Right. Uh, Weatherspoons are nice. How was their vodka Red Bull? You know, I don't know. I was bored from from that from 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 that location. Oh, you were bored. What happened? 
uh, I ordered a, a burger and chips and I tasted it. It was disgusting. I was a bit sloshed. I had six or seven uh, stouts and uh, I flipped over my plate. And I said, this is fucking disgusting. This is a wreck. And then they said, you can't do that here. They bored me from that with the spoons. Uh, do you uh, do you do that at restaurants a lot? Do you uh, do you sort when of I'm get upset? When I'm fucked up, when I'm when I'm pissed, yeah, yeah. When I'm pissy, uh, I just do whatever I please. I throw things, you know. Mm-hmm. Is hmm. it, do you drink every day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a coffee right now because I'm a bit hungover. But maybe I'll move on to. Uh, uh, some vodka in about 40 minutes you know it's 40 be, minutes to five be sure you don't put any ambient in that coffee or you might right. be getting pus filled sores on your face right i learned that lesson the hard way yeah exactly uh, uh your dad was a male mo- did he have a male model's physique like, yeah was he a charles atlas type yeah you know uh this new this conflict in uh eastern europe Voldemir Zelensky. Right, yeah, 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 he had kind of that kind of look, like nice little, like nice little male man, you know. Yeah, he kept it tight, you know. Right. Which, yeah, Lip, like little, but but nice, like not fat, but he looked kind of like he could be fat, but not exactly. Yeah, know? yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> does this does does your does your father's body, you know, when you think about it and you compare it to your own, you know, obese body, uh, you know, what what comes to mind, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm more obese than my father was because he kept it under control. But I just, you know, I don't need much to set me off. Send me to the kitchen for raisinets and curry and pies and the like. Mm -hmm. All together. Everything. Just down the gullet it goes. Bones and bones and all. Yep. Down it goes. Yeah, I think uh, all of us here in the... In the obesity community. Well, I I want to be part of the obesity. You don't community. look obese to me. What's your BMI? No. Uh, it's uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm definitely stones, overweight. How many stones do you weigh? I don't know. I don't know the stone. Let me do a stone. Uh, oh, we need a stone. I, I don't know a the stone, stone converter. I definitely am. Uh, I definitely know that my body type is like Jason Alexander as George Costanza right. in uh, Seinfeld. So stocky, and I have. Slight budding budding breasts, but uh, it hasn't it hasn't gone to hold a pencil underneath the breast yet. It hasn't right. gone to that territory. Can you hold I'm, a pencil underneath I'm your breast? I'm thirteen point five stone. Wow! You that, you don't look a, like a fatty. Oh, I I have fat bones. Mm. I'm sixteen stone eleven. That's, that's a lot of stone. Yeah. When I was drinking, I was sixteen. Point four stone, and when I stopped drinking, I lost. I went down to like thirteen. So um, it is possible to lose some weight. Um, why did you stop drinking? Here. How why did, did I you stop, stop drinking? Why? Why? Not how. It's easy. You just stop. Yeah, right? you just stop. You just don't right, yeah. put it in your mouth. But why? Uh, why? Well, I think I had a psychotic break. And I just went crazy. That's the only rational reason to stop, right? Yeah. You put any other drugs in your body now? Um, uh, cannabis occasionally, but I've stopped doing that as well. Um, so now I just put ice cream in my body. That's a pretty good substitute. Uh, loads mm-hmm. of it, as much as I can eat. I'll have several cones, you know, several cones worth. Mm-hmm. And it don't make you fat. It does. Yeah, it does. Mm. So... You know, life is not worth living if there's not something you can enjoy. Yeah, exactly. If you, there needs to be some sort of pleasure device, and uh, they all make you fat. So, <laughs> yeah, well, not, all... the, uh, not the not uh, the the prostate massages. Oh. You're right. Those are pleasure devices. They don't make you fat. You just stick them up your bum, pull them out. No calories, just um... orgasms, hands free. <laughs> So the thing about you prostate put that in the massages, reviews, though, Cal- calorie free, calorie free. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get you don't get zero calorie prostate massage. You know, don't trust those other fatter prostate massages. No. Um, well, maybe we should play one more track. We have about ten minutes left. Um, right. 
it's hard is so hard for me to choose um but because we've been talking about it why don't i play some of i'm a i'm an obese alcoholic right this is um off of course the album broken which is available on bandcamp right. um and i'm going to put the link to the bandcamp in the subscription right. i bought the album immediately upon thank hearing you. it thank you. and here is i'm an obese alcoholic by jim e brown I just oh, I love the go. delivery, especially on the the last part, the way your voice sounds. Um, I'm really a big fan of this album. I really love your you your know, vocal you, style. Thank you, and I thank you for purchasing it. It was reasonably priced, seven pound, because mm -hmm. my other albums, my first album is uh, two fifty pound, and then my meditation album is a thousand pound. So. Mm. Broken is an affordable album for beginners. Mm -hmm. for, for Jimmy beginners, as, uh, as we call them. I mean, mm. next release will be pretty soon, and I don't know what kind of amount to charge. Do you have advice? Uh, well, is it going to be about your mother, as you were alluding to, or is it going to be a, a different type of... Uh, a different type? I feel like the content should should right. uh, regulate the price you know well we'll have the song i mentioned about eating chicken bones and yeah. the shards coming out in your feces right might have a song about mother's mouth right uh, the whole album certainly will not be about um you know me mother i'm working on a song about writing sex doll pieces for fabio right right yeah so um, it seems it seems like uh, it's about it's about your relationship with women in general it sounds like it was and, Fabio. and Fabio and Fabio, Fabio, who right. is you know, uh, he sounds like an, a person who is very attractive to women. I don't know what it is about. I him. So, yeah, he rewrote guides about how to kind of last longer in bed. He has a ninety-five euro PDF you can purchase. Okay, that's great. So I think he's real experienced playboy type you know yeah so um, I think you gotta you gotta hit him with the lady number, and you know what's the number that uh that symbolizes ladies the most is what uh, you is what you gotta really five. think I, because five? it's the roman numeral v uh, okay oh right for for a vaginal cavity that's a little 
What what about what about fifty? Because that's like a V and an asshole. Mm. Which is you know that's what that's like the complete picture you're getting. I like that. I think you know fifty. Well, you know seven pounds. The people that do pay that for a digital release, mm. people often don't pay two fifty pound or a thousand pound for a digital release. Maybe they would pay fifty. And yeah. now with the NFTs, right. it's normal to just pay outrageous prices for nothing, right? So right, yeah, because well, you you might hit it big, you right. know, with, with your thing. I think that you should have you considered doing NFTs. Not really, because I'm not really a computer wizard, you know. Okay. I do. Uh, I did make a VHS tape of my live show, and we did sell that for three hundred pounds. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, that's a limited market of people that still have VHSs. Right. Uh, how many of those did you sell? Just one. No, but okay, it that's, paid, probably paid for itself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so do you plan to release any more VHSs in the future? It really depends on my mood, doesn't it? Because it just changes day to day, you know. Because of the alcoholism. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we can all learn a lot from that, you know. I think uh, there's a lot of psychological piety in that, you know, right. of committing to that. Right. Uh, you know, that's what I admire about you, Jim. You're 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 very you're very committed. You're very. Uh, not only is the obese alcoholism, you know, you talk about it, but you're also committed to it. You right. Know, it's part of the it's part of the journey. There's no shame, is there? No. Yeah. Not yeah. really. No, you can't have shame when you're. When you're communing with an audience, right? Uh, you know other themes. You know about women. I've heard. So you have your song about peas, right? Yeah, and that seemed like a formative sexual experience. Can you can you tell the audience about that? Right. Well, uh, that song was called "Jimmy Brown Eat Your Peas," and it's about how my mum used to always make me eat my peas, but I didn't like the taste of the peas. And then when I Come to grow up, I met a girl called uh, Mildred, who I dated, and she also made me eat peas. And I just kind of realized maybe it was because my mom was so into peas that that's why I was attracted to this woman who I otherwise found, mm -hmm. you know, foul and disgusting. Because mm, she had the peas going on, you know, right. mushy peas too. Right. And if she's made of the mushy peas, you know, she is the, the proverbial boneless woman you're talking about. Right. I've never met a woman made from mushy peas, but, you know, maybe. I mean, one story I tell about Mildred, she died uh, in a car crash that kind of really ended our relationship. And, uh, you know, she flew through, uh, she flew through the car. She was in the car on the M60 and a lorry hit her. She flew and uh, she landed very auspiciously on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, onto a, a mattress that was very auspiciously there, but yeah. it was an extremely buoyant mattress and she just bounced right back off. The same lorry hit her, smashed her skull into millions of bits. They took her to Withington Hospital to try to glue together her skull, but it was just too many bits and they couldn't figure out how to get it back together. Yeah. And that was really the end. Like one They're of those like 2,400 piece puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> It's bone shards again. Once again, bone shards come up in your life. You Bookending our podcast because we've reached the end of our program. Uh, Jim, is there anything that you'd like to plug on the show? I will put all of your links in the description for people to click on. Of course, The link should be good, but just tell your listeners, if they don't hear this, just make sure to reach out to them one by one <laughs> and just say, look, he needs money. Give him something. And okay. that could be in the form of purchasing a shirt or a book. or And please do send me your addresses, and I'd like to send you a book. Absolutely. 